I volunteered to make this video. They didn't approach me. I was the one who approached the school and I said, hey, you guys want to do a campaign, you're going to need a video. And I would like to be a part of that process because I think that I know, I, I know how to communicate these ideas because I was a student, I was a staff member, I've lived here for many years. Hi and welcome back to Sonntag Got Nothing podcast. Today with an awesome guest, let me tell you guys, I went to school with him. I try to work with him uh, whenever I can. He is a very, very brilliant guy, successful entrepreneur, I would, might to, I would like to add now. Um, a creative person, creates videos on every subject you can imagine, and they're super funny. A comedian, and now even a fashion, uh, what do you call that actually? Oh, fashion, fashion designer. Fashion designer? Oh, no. Yeah. Welcome, Jordan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ilker. Um, I wanted to ask you just real quickly there. You mentioned that I was a successful entrepreneur. I thought um, because of your clothing line. What, what gives you that impression? I lost 200 euros on that project. <laughs> really? I made, I made a negative money. Entrepreneur, um, bro. That, that's how it starts. Yeah, I that's true. That's true. Technically, you could count losing money as a success um, because, it, hey, You're not expected to gain anything on your first project. Are you discontinuing that line now or is it? Yeah, actually. So I, this morning I went and shipped the, one of the last orders out of my sweatshirts. There's no one, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. No, no. Oh, dang it. I wanted to buy stuff. But like I was, I was making it to order. So I never had any stock. Oh, so yeah, it is <laughs> I sold that. Why didn't you make it like, like stock, like be like? See, that, was, that was expensive. So to have stock, I would need to put in more money, and uh, I put in already a lot of money. So, you know, I was like, no, I'll, I'll make it to order so that you know I can I can I can match the demand with my supply. That's business. cool. I also like the initiative, actually, you know, being grateful and stuff. I watched the video um, that you released uh, on also explaining what, what the whole thing is about for 2021. Thank you. And I really, yeah. really was touched by it, of course. I mean, a lot of things you were talking about, I think a lot of people can relate to. And also, yeah. since we went to school together, we were, well, we were like brothers. I kind of felt all of it. So and I also missed our old days too. But yeah. 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 The idea was, I mean, for those who haven't seen it or heard of it. Shame I made on you. Line. <laughs> yeah. First of all, <laughs> wherever you've been. Um, but also, um, yeah. So I basically released a line of sweaters and stickers that said grateful 2021. And I created them at the end of last year to a sort of like a, a way to enter the new year with a positive attitude because 2020 brought pain to so many of us that I figured the best way to make sure 2021 was better was to change our attitude because honestly, there's no promises that this year will be any better than last year. So yeah. And I sold those sweaters and I made a video about it and posted it online. It was a fun, it was a fun journey, but it was a lot of work. And so I've wrapped up the project now. And actually, hopefully in summer, I will be doing t-shirts. So. Grateful t-shirts? Grateful t-shirts, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm so going to buy those for sure. That I will, right, then I'll definitely, I'll definitely Excellent. support with financial means. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Are you, are you actually hoping to, to do more with that, actually? Or is it just... What do you mean? More with what? Like, I mean, you, do, you have stickers, you have sweaters, you will do t-shirts. Yeah, so Is there a little bit more to grateful after than that? More than that? I thought about doing tote bags, like shopping bags. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought about how I could expand the, the business. There's a few ideas, but none of them are ready to be shared right now. Okay, so, so stay tuned and volume up, I guess. I want your viewers to steal... Obviously, man, I, I, you have to be careful. I have a lot of people. I've, I've probably said so many ideas in past episodes. People that listen to this like just took their the advantage of it and just you know petitioned yeah. it already. And 
The day I bring them out, I'm like, wait a minute, there's this guy who's doing that already. The European Union was your idea. What you're trying to say. <laughs> that was my idea. Star Wars was my idea. Oh. Lord of the Rings was my idea. <laughs> but no, well, seriously, yeah. there's like moments where like I, I have an idea for something with my friends. And then we're like, man, we should totally do that. Three months later, I see a trailer. I see something. I'm like, man, how is that possible? Like that that person has the same idea, finished it, brought like, you know, released it. And now it goes under his idea. I know it's it's because I think when ideas are thought of that energy goes out into the world and people who are creative souls who are in tune with that energy come up with the ideas at the same time it's I, I think it's I think there's definitely some science behind it but I'm no scientist <laughs> me neither no but I believe so because there's also like that saying that you know there's always this one time in all humans where where different like people are actually striving for a change or like, I don't know, when the um, the light bulb was invented, there was not only Thomas Edison who was working, there was also, um, what's his name? Tesla, Nikolai Tesla. Right, right, yeah. yeah who was doing exactly. the same thing, but then Thomas Edison stole his idea, kind of things yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a beef back in the 20th century, bro. Like, it was, it was hard. <laughs> They were going hard. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I know we were like, you know, uh, I wanted to have a podcast with you because um, I'm trying to get back into the game and trying to release more episodes. I have some already in the pipeline. Um, and I don't know, I, I felt like, you know, I haven't spoken to you in a long time. And yeah. I was listening to buy a blogcast. So I was like, man, like I could actually, you know, talk to, to Jordan right now a lot about different things since there's fast also, it just comes in handy yeah. for you know gapping uh, like making a bridge of that lunchtime we cannot really use to eat but do something more productive i don't know like you know that's yeah. what fast is for to kind of you know forget about the material food and stuff and actually you know focus on 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 more other productive things we don't get time for if we always eat and right. oh by the fast i mean like the baha'i fast by the way for all the people that don't know the baha'i faith um, or haven't well it has been mentioned multiple times but just between the march 1st and 19th there's the the time of fast so we per we are permitted to eat between sunset sunrise and sunset so basically and then we use that and channel that energy to to do something more productive which i have to be honest not every day of my fast <laughs> there's days where i just lied and tried to survive until sun set <laughs> yeah like sleeping in for me is is my sort of survival tactic this morning i woke up at 10 um some mornings i've tried to wake up you know eat my breakfast before sunrise and then stay awake the whole day and those are good days but today was not one of those days uh, you know weekends i usually use to do that because i do work like the first two weeks i, I worked um but also uh, what i did today is actually i went to the house of worship uh with friends in the morning, oh, wow. in the morning and we had prayers and for sunrise and that was the second time this fast we did it the first time was it was really nice there was like the sun was rising and you could see the house of worship and everything it was beautiful today was a little rainy in the morning so but it was still you've beautiful been awake, you've been awake since sunrise today excuse me you've been awake since sunrise today yes uh, yeah I woke up at even earlier then because we had to go to the house of worship, right? We didn't want to be too late. We don't want to be arriving at 8 a.m. So we went, I woke up at 5.20, 5.30, got out of bed, drove to my friend's place, picked them up, went to McDonald's, ate on the way to the house of worship <laughs> in the car. Wow. And and then we prayed at the house of worship and then we came back and uh, we shared. And those are friends that are serving full-time at this point in the neighborhood. So... It's also really cool kind of hanging out. It reminds me of my old days as well because I'm also doing a devotional with them. So it's also okay, strengthening the bonds of friendships and stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, how's, how's, how's Fast going for you though? Fast. Fast is a... Yeah, yesterday was my hardest day, but otherwise, you know, it's been it's been fine. It's been fine. I, I've actually been having breakfast this year, which in past years, I've just had water and gone back to bed. Um Today was the, today was what, like the 15th day of the fast. So yeah, there's not that long left, but today was, 
the second day that I had only had break water for breakfast. That's, that's an achievement to me. That is a real achievement. Yeah. I, I would say I'm growing. <laughs> I mean, it's always a challenge, right? I mean, I heard that, you know, for fast, you should get up before sunrise because otherwise you're not really experiencing it. But I'm just like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's just between you and the big guy up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so nobody can go in between. And I, I have my I have my contracts up with the guy up there. And, yeah. And uh, I think... Uh, We have an understanding. Yeah, yeah. And he knows my weaknesses and he gives me time. He has a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, cool. Um... We were kind of in debating on what to talk about, and I was like, fast is one thing, but also what I realized is, um, since we went together, we went to school, to yeah. Townsend, and I'm pretty sure all of our listeners know Townsend by at this point, because there hasn't been one episode, well, no, every time a Townsend friend has been over, we always talked about Townsend. Of course. Um, of course. So, I don't know, I wanted to, to kind of take some time with you, because there's a new initiative happening for yeah, there is um, Townsend, and... I didn't know how to support it. Obviously, I will give my I will do my best to support it financially, but also I thought maybe we can use my podcast to kind of spread platform, yeah. Yeah, like kind of spread it with the words and stuff. So, so obviously, you want to go no, or you, No, you go. You want I me mean, to go? I I, I only go. know 1030. Okay. And that's all I know, bro. Like my Yeah, my, so yeah. I can I can share a bit about it if you want. I would love to because I'm I have questions. <laughs> oh yeah, you got questions. Because <laughs> I tried I watched that video two times or like three times. Yeah. And there's a few questions that you might okay. be able to answer from. Yeah. Oh, I will be able to answer them. All right. So um we both went to Townsend International School, the Baha'i inspired school in the Czech Republic. Um I was there for about well, I, I don't want to give a number because I'm still here. Um, but how long were you at Townsend? Three years. Three years. years. Unfortunately, only three years. I wish I would have longer. I wish I and, would have had that experience you have, bro. Twenty-five well, years. I'm. I'm not even. What? I'm. I'm hardly twenty-five years old. Like what? Bro, I I'm wasn't like two years younger than me. No, you. You're quite. You're twenty. But I wasn't at school as a one-year-old. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was you're at right? about. As a student for about five, six, seven years. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, then as a staff member for you know three more and and so on. So, um, Townsend has been was established in 1992 and it's now approaching its 30th birthday. And so we've launched a Townsend 30 campaign to raise money for the future of the school. Um, basically, the the campus that the school is on was was built about 20 years ago and it's owned by a group of investors and now those investors would like to sell the property and so the school has you know the first first offer um first sort of chance to make an offer to buy the land and so we're looking to raise 4.8 million euros to buy that land and that will give the school the opportunity to have more autonomy to complete the dormitories that are being built build a gymnasium and and you know get European grants and basically have control over that, over that asset. And so that's what we're doing. We, we launched a video for the campaign, which, you know, I was on the committee that put together the video and I, I wrote the script for the video. And so I'm in it, I'm in the video. And basically, you know, in the beginning is my story and me moving here when I was seven years old and growing up here, graduating from Townsend and how it became my home. Um, I hope it made you cry because it did. I saw our graduation picture, bro. I was yeah. like really touched, honestly. And it really, I mean, Townsend, um, everyone that knows me, whether they have been to Townsend or not, know I love Townsend and I love talking about it. Because every time, I don't know, in meetings and anywhere, even at work, I use it as a huge change in my life, saying like, oh yeah, back when I was in my boarding school, I had made friends that are now my family you know and to this day i go there for graduation and see the new students the new generation and you know be a responsible alumni at least i try a lot to be a responsible alumni yeah so yeah what, what questions did you have about the video so if we can't raise that money what happens to the property that's a good question so 
in order before we answer that question, I would like to encourage everyone to visit townsand30.com and see how they can support the project. There will be a link in the description definitely for this. Um, if we don't reach the money, okay, so... <laughs> God, I'm so scared to hear the answer for this question, but... If we don't reach the if we don't reach the goal, basically, um, I will just pay the four point eight million myself because I'm a successful entrepreneur. <laughs> Obviously, oh man! And then you no, own so, the property. You you put so a statue of you. Remove the one yeah, with the globe and the kids. The, you know that you know that statue at the front with the globe and the kids. Yeah. We were making jokes the other day, like what happens if someone like Cristiano Ronaldo donates 4.8 million and he's like i want a statue of myself there like would we do it you know <laughs> it was, exactly. what was the verdict? imagine him standing out the front of the school with his arms out like yeah it would be his stance yeah yeah but what, what um, was the verdict what do you I would, say i you personally say? i personally I would, I would take the money you know i would take the money and then we could put the statue we could put the statue somewhere else, probably. We, we would tell Cristiano. I don't know. He probably wouldn't have time to come visit. Um, I mean, he would tell him, if he puts the money, if it's his property, he would. I mean, maybe, yeah. He might We'd change have it to, to a football like, school all of a sudden and then screw Cambridge, screw... That would be, that'd be a problem. <laughs> so only <laughs> football players play, coming here. We don't really have a full-size football field. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if we don't raise the money, basically... Um, the investors are, you know, friends of the school. They really support the school. And so they would like to sell the property. But of course, if we don't raise the money, then I, I wouldn't see, I, it's, I, I wouldn't see it being the case that the school would need to close down. Uh, that's not, that's not the level of discussion uh, that we're having. It's not like, give us the money or we close the school down. It's like, we would like to sell this. Would you like to buy it? So that's honestly, I felt that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I was so scared. Honestly, I was... When Townsend... Obviously, is not perfect. I, by no means, I want to say it's the perfect place on Earth because that's Haifa. But I've never been to Haifa either. But, you know, I hear people say that. It's you know. But but Townsend is, is a place where I learned so much for myself. Yeah. And I've lived so much. And I want a lot of people and a lot of generations after me to experience that as well. So when yeah. I saw that video, like even when I heard the Townsend was going to online schooling, I was quite scared that not enough students will be there or, you know, like how is it going to be financially? And I was always saying like when I have the financial means, you know, obviously when I have, I don't know, when I'm rich, let's put it that way, when I have a lot, a lot lots of money, yeah, you know, when I can like just like, you know, make it rain, like I'm definitely going to finance Townsend. I was right. even saying like, I'm gonna build the dorms. I'm when I was there, and I'm still my, of course, my goal to support Townsend in, in any way I can at this point. But at some point, of course, also financially, sending my own kids to school. And when are you planning? When are you planning to become rich? <laughs> Bro, I'm, can I, I'm can I forward your pledge to the committee, please? <laughs> I mean, I, it's still a long way, obviously, but you never know, man. The next movie could be a hit, and then. Before you know yeah. it, it's just. Before you know it, you're rolling in it, bro. I mean, it's still that idea of 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 that of that show for Townsend. It's it's still a good thing to 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 record and you know have it play on the YouTube channel maybe and stuff like that to show people. Like, oh yeah, kind of like what a happened? Funny thing, yeah. It's um, you know, when work comes, you kind of do less yeah. private stuff but i'm right. still hoping to 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 write the the script to that for the idea it's a solid one it's a solid one i think it would be it would be great you know especially especially for people to just get a better idea about what the school's like but also people love people love drama yeah um, there, and there was a, loads of drama there's loads of drama like you said, it's not perfect, but at the same time, it does. It's it life, does. Bro. That's that's what life looks like. I mean, obviously, life. it's it's a little bubble, but life in that bubble is basically like anywhere else too. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a TV show um, on British TV called um, "The World's Toughest Schools" or something like that, and they go into schools and they and they film they film like just like normal life in the school and they it's like a reality show about schools it's really interesting you, you should check it out i imagine 
We could do something at Townsend, but it wouldn't be that dramatic, sadly. It's not that dramatic. I mean, obviously, there's no, like, I, I imagine worst world's toughest schools is, like, there's a lot of people beating each other up. We didn't have that in Townsend. It was more oh. psychological warfare in Townsend. <laughs> We were more educated. We did it with words. <laughs> I mean, I've I mean, never I, had a fight in Townsend. Like, I wouldn't call it psychological warfare as much as psychological drama. Yeah. Um, Which we put upon ourselves, obviously. I mean, we were, what, 16 to 17 years old. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just... But yeah, and um, so... I remember, I remember, you know, in at Townsend, um, one of the fights we had in primary school. Oh, wow. That's I was probably... My time. Yeah, that was even before my time. Um, I mean, I was there, but I don't remember hardly any of it. I was probably in grade five. And I think we got into an argument because people wanted to see someone, people were fighting who got to sit next to who oh, yeah. um, uh, in the circle. You know, you all sit down in a circle and they're like, I want to sit next to this person. No, I want to sit next to this person. Um, and so the teacher ended up putting our names on the chairs. And so we would have to, you know, every day we had a different arrangement. Um, well, but that yeah. just shows like how, how Townsend also deals with things like that, you know, in any other school, in my opinion, it's, it's just, yeah, like the teacher will just say, no, you sit here, you sit there, but like verbally and, you know, you just have to sit. Right. Right. But in Townsend, it, it was always like, and I felt like it was always, uh, pe teachers were, caring about you yeah, yeah exactly like they were not really teachers they were also like family mm. and there was no day in townsend where i felt alone and right. i was there was always someone there to 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 listen to me whether it was a friend or a teacher or a council or a dorm yeah. parents it was always something I'm, i didn't realize it then of course but when i reflect now i, I can only see those days i don't know i mean you, you you all said the thing you didn't live in the dorms that was another different thing but you, right. you basically were there every day so you did you did see the life of the dorms and you spent right. as much time as you could with us as well so yeah but for sure that's why i think it's really important for people to to just you know check at least out the the tons Check out the video. I mean, obviously, it, it was really weird making a video during COVID times because the school classes are all online. And so I had to use footage that I had gotten from past years. So there's people who look super young. There's people who have already graduated who are there. Um, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool but, little... But it, it just shows how big the family is. I mean... Right. I just looking at Instagram stories, man, like everyone sharing this video, like yeah. there are people sharing this video. I don't know necessarily, but yeah. I then know that they are from Townsend. So immediately they're like, okay, well they're family now. And there's yeah. people who I hadn't met because it was before my time who shared these things. You know, it, it yeah. just, it just really shows that you can use any time in Townsend and it will always show what it will look like even when there's no COVID, you know? Wow, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's very powerful. It just shows that 30 years of Townsend. I, I, I even thought it was like, a, it was creative choice of yours <laughs> to, to, to represent those 30 years of Townsend, how many people have come and gone and called it home. Um, that wasn't a creative choice that I made consciously, but I will take credit for it. Thank you. <laughs> Bro, the best and crea most creative things happen when we're forced to do something <laughs> and oh, we, yeah. or forced to find a solution. That's usually when. Exactly. Yeah. We're forced to find a solution. Yeah. That really, honestly, that, um, that really rings true for me. I mean, for the video, when I was making it, um, you know, I had to be, obviously you make, you make the video um, based on, well, I'll get, in, I'll get into a bit of the legal stuff. So, when you make a video, you need permission from everyone who's in the video, right? Yeah. And so everyone has signed waivers to be in the video. And you want to make sure that, you know, everyone has signed a waiver. So sometimes you get someone like a parent who was visiting that day and you're filming, but then they haven't actually signed the waiver because they are not part of the school. They're not part of the school community on a day-to-day -day basis. So then when I'm editing, I'm like, do I 
do I put them in or not? And if mm. I have to avoid, if I have to avoid putting a shot in for whatever reason, I'm often forced to find a solution, which might be like cropping the shot mm -hmm. or finding a different shot. And usually that process ends up actually making a better video, which is, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that's true. I was also supposed to edit a making of at work from the, our last project. And I was so overwhelmed with the footage. It was like nine hours. Whoa. And I went to, I skimmed through all of it in two days. And on the last day, third day, I started editing, but I didn't, even though I skimmed through the footage, I didn't know what the making was going to look like. So I listened to the music, the song that I'm going to put under, like uh, t uh, to um, put it under the, the um, in the timeline. And I didn't know what, what, what I could do. The only thing I knew, which was also not very productive for me, is like, because it was a, it was kind of like a kitchen cooking show type of commercial. Right. And right. there was a lot of food involved. And my, my boss said like, yeah, just have like, you know, food prep and, you know, this and that, this and that. And the fun we had on set. I'm like, sure, okay. So the fun we had on set, I did get right. But when we got to the food, I didn't know how to start, where to go from. Mm -hmm. And then obviously I was fasting and then seeing all that nice food being prepared didn't help. <laughs> But I persevered through it and stuff. And it's a two and a half minutes uh, making off. Um, and it's it turned out really nice, actually. And it's that's the beauty of editing, I think. Like you sometimes don't even know where to start. And you have like a few glimpses from the beginning in the middle. In the end, you're like, okay, I want to start it here. I want to start with slates, clapping, and then yeah. we show the um, exposition on like, what, where are we, the studios and everything, what do we film, the comparisons, then go to the food prep, then I want to do some more like fun parts where we had like fun on set. So you can see me doing a threat, for example, you know, uh, on top of the plates and stuff like that. And then you can see like a blooper from the recordings where someone mentions Corona instead of the real line and things like that. And then in the end, you hear the director saying, okay, cut. And then everyone claps. Hey, you know, kind of uh -huh. you have that outline and then you just like work your way towards that a little bit. You know? Fill in. Yeah. Fill in. Yeah. Fill in the gap. Yeah. Basically. You know, what's interesting to me is also Like, how long did that two-minute video take you in hours? Like, you've spent nine hours of footage, so you at least spent... Two days of know, skimming through the footage. Two, two, two eight-hour so days, work days. So 16 hours. And then another day of editing. So another eight hours of editing. So in total, 20, 24 hours. Like a day in total. That's not bad. 24 hours for a two-minute video. That is... That's actually pretty quick. Yeah. Now imagine a feature film, bro. Like, those guys... Wow. Oh, like, like even like this video for the Townsend campaign, I edited it and it took about, I would say about 45 hours to oh, shoot, to shoot as well, though. I'm talking okay. about shooting. So the whole project. So I had, I had all the B-roll, so I don't, I didn't have to shoot that, but then the, you know, the parts where I'm talking and also the, um, the interviews, some of the interviews. Probably, yeah, 45 hours to put something like that together. And it's always interesting to me to, you know, count and calculate that because the client needs to know and people need to know. Like people are always like, oh, hey, you do video. Can you put together like a short, like five minute video about something? And yeah. you're like, well, you know what that means, right? You know, that means at least 45 a week. Hours. It depends on how long the video is supposed to be, but like it depends like on that. It took two weeks. Took two weeks to put that together. So, I, I wonder. Um, I mean, obviously, um, since you made that video for Townsend, was there like any restrictions, or was there like any, um, like what, what restrictions are you thinking? I mean, you said one was the legal part on getting waivers yeah. from people, but then the other one is like, will Townsend like that project? Will they like that cut, or do they want something else? Or did you have complete free creative? Um, Well, well, the committee, the committee put the video together. So I wrote the script and did the editing and, and so it was shot. teamwork, of course. Okay. It was teamwork always. You're getting feedback. I mean, the one up on the website right now is version 10. Mm -hmm. Um and so the, you know, the Opal the commercial you saw, by the way, sorry, was version 50. Just so you know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. It's crazy. So you're always have feedback and you're gonna have to work through things and Originally, I'm the only one talking in the video. 
um, in version one. And then they were like, well, we want more students. We want more faces. So I, I went back and filmed more. Um, then that was done. And then they changed the deadline for the, for the project. And so I had to get um, sort of more recordings done of the people saying a different deadline and, and, and so on and so forth. So you work on the project with people, but also they're there every step of the way. So even the script gets, you know, a few revisions done. Um, so you make sure, you know, you don't have to do everything again if, yeah, if they know, they know about how it's going. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the best way of, of, of working on a project. Obviously, it's not always the case. that That's like the ideal case of working on a project with everyone together and being supported through all the steps, which is important. Obviously, <clears throat> at a company, sometimes that doesn't work, which I would want to change. When I have a company, I, would, I don't want to... I want it to be supportive as possible for people. Yeah. And uh, kind of you know, adopt that that mentality that you guys had as an experience. And I know that Townsend has so many creative students, like throughout every time I go visit, I meet new creative people. And every time I, I like the years I was there, it was always full of creativity. Our assemblies were always had something like a twist in it. You know, like we wanted to okay. do something. We always had a video prepared or a game um, or a, a, a cover song, you know, all of these things. Cause we always felt like, yeah, like let's have assembly a little bit more, energetic because it's the beginning of the day um, assembly by the way it's just a get together with all the students from the um school grade seven and up right grade eight, seven and, yeah. eight and up and then yeah. and then we meet and we have like prayers and have um quotes and writings and then we have announcements and uh, usually they are organized by the seniors like level fours and in our yep. year jordan and i were together and since we both were always like creatively involved in a lot of things just because we had i'd say crossing interests in like making videos or creating content that we always had like an idea that at least once a day in our in our assemblies we will have like i don't know something cool prepared there was that one trailer we made that everyone could relate to because we, we were called to mrs sabri's office or something and, and okay you know i had a question actually the other day you know when we did our winter ball like it was basically like our prom, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. homecoming dance. Um, we we made a video for that, didn't we? Did we? Well, we had we had like the flower outside in the snow. Remember? I don't remember. It was a flower outside in the snow. And I was just remembering that the other day, and I was thinking, oh, what was that video all about? And I can't remember anything about it. Do you have that recording? I probably do. I'd have to look for it. Yeah, go through Icarus because I don't remember a flower uh, outside for winter ball. Right. It might have not even been ours, to be honest. Our winter ball was quite simple. <laughs> don't want to say that. Like, compared to the ones I'd been after and before, I felt like yeah, ours gets, was quite simple. It's pretty elaborate. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I went to last year's, 2020. Like they made like a huge winter wonderland, amazing. Honestly, like yeah, but then, what? But then, uh, but then we went to lockdown. So some could say that they also started COVID. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> man, when I was there, and and Heron was like, "Yo, the Corona stuff." I'm like, "Man, what's gonna happen, man?" It's two weeks later, it's like lockdown. You know, WHO is like, "That's a pandemic. It's pandem. It's a pan. It's a pan a pandemic. Pandemic. It's a pandemic." Uh, everyone has to go home, you know, countries are just like yeah. freaking out. Everyone's trying to get back their citizens from different countries. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's man. A, it was a crazy ride. It's been a year. It's been a year. You know, it is a year. Birthday. It's like, it's, crazy. it's been a year now. And um, I, I have to say, I kind of gotten used to it a little. Yeah. That, um, I mean, we did have a lockdown now too. And now things opened up again. But now you yeah. can only go shopping with an appointment, which is kind of weird. Like as if you go to a doctor to an agent. You have to shop with an appointment. Yeah, yeah. I, I How do you even, make for shopping? I have no idea. You tell them I can come at three and they have like slots. And then Whoa. you're like, but if you're there like for like, you know, I don't know, you're supposed to be there for an hour and Whoa. you don't find anything for an hour. Like let's say your clothing store, you go in there just to hang out. And then like five minutes later, you're like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna go. Like, what is gonna happen? Do they like 
the guy that comes even at four. Excuse me. Even for like, so even like the supermarket. No supermarkets were open. There's no, there's no okay. appointments. Just like clothing stores, um, electric uh, stores. Not, not essential, not essential stores. Yeah, exactly. Non essential stores because they were closed uh, until I think uh, last week. Like, um, yeah. Last you week. know, here, here they like the supermarket is open, but they've closed the sections with the non essential items. Oh wow! So you walk around, but then you can't like go into the certain like the clothes area okay right yeah. but i don't know who has decided what's essential and what's not i guess because you yeah. can go and buy a shovel but you can't buy paper and pens it's ridiculous honestly but can't you buy paper and pens in like a supermarket like a super you, store or something no they've, they've, they've like they've crossed it out and they've put like a barrier you can't go to get paper that's hard <laughs> that's pretty hard yeah. and that's true like here it's not that bad because superstores are just open like they're completely yeah. open you can go any corner any section yeah. but yeah. it's just like non-essential stores are like summed up as a whole that are like we're closed now it's open like hairdressers are open again and things like that oh, wow awesome. but yeah and they started also vaccinating people like my grandma got her two shots already in february hey. yay i don't know when i'm coming actually i'm my elder what congratulations to grandma ilker yeah it was, and she she she's pretty happy but still she cannot go out anyway like even if you're immune like you still can carry the virus and give it to someone that is not yet immune. right 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 yeah Damn. but i don't know when i i, I checked i I'd probably come around august september like my group would come around that time i guess we're in the same yeah. group as well we would well be at the end of the year so yeah See. By the time, yeah, I heard Israel has seventy-five percent vaccinated. England yeah, has sixty percent. I think that uh, Czech Republic even asked Israel to be a consultant on how to vaccine vaccinate the population here, because Israel just did such a good job. Um, I mean, they have nine million people live there only, so it's seventy-five percent yeah. means all, maybe six percent in Germany. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, like, yeah, okay. Because in 9 million, like, I mean, I saw even like people from Haifa who are serving there, they are getting their shots now. Right. Basically, right, everyone has yeah. uh, got their shots now. So, yeah. But I think Germany is also doing it in a pace with European Union. Like, they try to okay. be consistent with France and Spain and everyone going the same rate. So, it's kind of yeah, fair. Because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't also wouldn't make sense if like everyone in Germany was immune, but then they had one person visit from Czech Republic, and then yeah, exactly. And I think that also kind of, I guess, it also helps a little bit with the, with the supply of the shots and the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a doctor, or I have no idea. Even oh. though the BioNTech is is from the city I work. Yeah. The what? What's from the city you work in? Uh, BioNTech. Did they make the vaccine? They made one of the vaccines that is pretty pretty good. Wow. So there's multiple okay. vaccines, right? There's BioNTech, there is uh, Astra, was it whatever, and something else. Like Pfizer, BioNTech. Yeah, like I think uh, Israel bought a lot, England as well. Europe also bought a few, like 200 million or something like that, which wow. is not enough, but it's just for the for the first people being getting their vaccine shots. But yeah, and um. And they 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 are located in Mainz, which is where I work. Mainz. Yeah, it's like forty Mainz. minutes from my home. Yeah, M A I N Z. Yeah, no, it it sounds very <laughs> Mainz. It sounds like very um, I get it, Hitler. But anyway, you yeah, I had it. to drop that one. <laughs> Obviously, um. One thing also I felt wanted to ask you, because since you're also a creative creator and I like to share with you the, the dilemma that we have sometimes with, you know, the Baha'i faith and our work. Yeah. And I guess it's a reoccurring topic. And uh, I have that too, like, you know, looking at working in the film industry and, you know, being mm. able to edit what I, like, you know, just editing and stuff I enjoy. But when you have to do something like commercials and other things where you promote something, Right, uh, and you're like, okay, like, 
You know, like there's certain things like you promote one thing, but you use something else, but promote that this company is providing that, you know? Right. And you know that that's not the truth. Like we made this on set uh, or like we make it look like they are. And is that like morally, um, you know, uh, justifiable? So I wonder how did it feel making Townsend 30, you know, because um, you are asking for money. It's a, yeah. it is for a good cause, yeah. But obviously, there's also a lot of people that don't agree with uh, what you say in the video, for example. And there's a lot of people that are, not a lot, but I I saw like one or two people being like, "Oh, why support and things like that." But yeah, it, it's really interesting. Like, um, I think I had an interesting conversation about this. I had a really interesting conversation because, I mean, you you ask two questions. One question is, you know, as a Baha'i. How do you feel about promoting something that you don't necessarily believe in? And I can see how that's a dilemma. And I think you always have to, you always have to remember that we, we can't be perfect and we can't always do, we can't always, often there's systems in place. Like if you're doing the, the lighting for a, for a commercial shoot, um, you're not the guy who can necessarily decide if you're going to do the commercial, like if the commercial is going to happen in a certain way or not. Mm-hmm. You're just the lighting guy. Um, but you can, but you can strive to be excellent in that role, and that'll give you opportunities to, you know, do bigger and better things, and where you can have more influence. So, you know, you ha- you have to be aware of the the system you're a part of, but also try to do the best and. Maybe and maybe you you had an you had the choice about whether or not you wanted to do lighting for that project and if you're not comfortable with the project you don't choose that project, but for Townsend I think one it was a very small project it was a very small project and so I had more creative control. Um, but then the second part of your question was how do I feel when working on a project when some people don't necessarily agree with with it and some people you know have their concerns about Townsend and whatnot. I, I think what's interesting is that, you know, I volunteered to make this video. They didn't approach me. I was the one who approached the school and I said, hey, you guys want to do a campaign, you're going to need a video. And I would like to be a part of that process because I think that I know, I, I know how to communicate these ideas because I was a student I was a staff member. I've lived here for many years. And so I truly believe in the project. I really genuinely believe in the project. And when the project was, when the video was released, a lot of these negative voices um, or or sort of skeptical voices came through. And, And the skeptical voices will always speak the loudest. They'll always be the loudest. And it really got to me in the first day that the video was released. So basically um, last week, um, I was really down and I didn't feel motivated to, you know, continue supporting the campaign. And I was feeling like the energy had been taken out of me. Um, but I spoke to someone about it and I said, Hey, look, like, I feel like people don't want to support the campaign. And the person said to me, you know, first thing is that negative voices will always speak the loudest. Um, but also, your job as a marketing professional is not to try and, you know, answer all these people's concerns. Your job is to promote the school in the best way that you can. And this is how you do it. And what you've done is excellent. And so I was like, okay, well, that's my job. And then she's like, and there's different departments of the school to deal with different things. Like there is a department that deals with people's concerns, but as the marketing person, that's not your like until the school tells you, oh, we'd like to address these concerns with a video, your job is to just do work on the project that you were told to. And if you're doing a fundraising campaign to talk about the future of the school, then do that. You know, don't get, don't get distracted by, um, by, you know, things that are not relevant to your fundraising campaign. And so I think that's where, where I sort of took, um, where I took from, from that was I believed in the project and I, it worked for the project. And then I heard some, you know, the naysayers, but I'm going to continue supporting it and believing in it and doing what I set out to do. And that's, I need to stick by that. So, 
Yeah. Man, I admire that a lot. Honestly, um, I'm also uh, love, of course, to support um, Townsend anywhere I can. Like, I remember I was talking about maybe having a podcast just like for Townsend so they can like play yeah. play it on the website and stuff. I'm still holding on to that idea, of course. Um, I also wanted to be very transparent, like obviously talking about alumni experiences, but also current student experiences. Yeah. But You know, sometimes these can end up being like a hate speech or like rant, but maybe having it more in a reflective way, like we do. You know, we say Townsend is not is not is not a perfect place, but it gave us a lot of things that we, which still cherish for today. And that's that's I think that's the best a one place can do. Like you cannot go to a place that like that was perfect, everything was perfect. I learned so much, and that's like that's not. I don't know. There is no place in my in my world like yeah. i've not been to a place where where that was the case i always had hardships wherever i go whether it was behind inspired or not didn't matter yeah. it was always a challenge and that's cool because that makes you grow and you learn a lot so um obviously i want to i don't know like watching your video basically reminded me of that and yeah. i am i don't know i i'm, I'm going to say i love townsend a lot Yeah. Um, even though like a lot of firsts happened there you know first relationship first breakup uh, also like first time being away from family being being on my own like you know having to deal with people on my own sometimes uh, making friends um, that my parents don't probably never meet or, or will only know from talking or when I show a picture but like uh all of these firsts were like so significant to what happened after my life that <laughs> that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that that it really helped me like develop and grow right as a human being and you know and, and know what 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 is really important in life and that was townsend was the first place that really showed me i mean Honestly, I can I can say this. Uh, school before Townsend was just school, but with Townsend, it became part of my life. Um, you know, like learning, always constantly learning new things. So whether it's a culture or if it's like math or if it's having conversation with people you haven't met before, you you don't get along with, like all of these things come together, and I think. Obviously, there's always room to improve for a place. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like Townsend is, is a place that deserves that. And um, obviously, they want to grow. Otherwise, there wouldn't be this video. There wouldn't be this initiative. They want to strive for excellence. They want to be better. And, and right. to have a school actually striving for it is very commendable, in my opinion. And so many people... You know, like I got messages after uh, posting that on my story and people were asking me like, oh, what happens if there is there's no way of raising that money? And that was also my concern. But that concern has been there ever since I went to school because spring break first year, 2011, there was a there was a rumor that school's going to close because there's not enough students. Right, and I right. was like, I loved it. And I was I was like devastated. I was like, hopefully not. Like, hopefully. Yeah. And then I left school and I kept hearing these rumors and mm. I was like, hopefully not. I hope that many more students after me can come and experience this. And I think um, if any place deserves this, it's, it is Townsend, in my opinion. And like you said, naysayers will always be there and, and you can argue with them. Uh, you can, you can you know, go head on head. I have also friends that went to Townsend that don't like it. And they have their own reasons for it and it's their life but if i'm honest like i can't remember the bad times every time mm -hmm. i remember towns is always the good times whenever i visit to see you guys and stuff like, i always remember the good days i don't remember the times where there was like a fight or there was like a moment where where i didn't feel okay with the person or was sad it was always the friendships that I created there, the the joy that came from that place. And yeah. to this day, I'm, I'm going to say it, like three years. I, as I said, unfortunately, I only went for three years. I wish I'd gone for longer. Mm. Um, but 
seeing coming back as an alumni also is like a a cool step seeing the new generation of of students yeah. you know and uh, seeing them actually continuing the spirit because we always said the spirit of Townsend is the students that live there and whenever I came to visit I always checked that spirit I was like you know trying to feel the spirit and I was like man the spirit is still great man like there's there's there has no there has never been a down low spirit it was always spirit was here people love Townsend people go there they get upset it's life bro like I get upset yeah. at home you know like <laughs> It's just live. Home needs to be canceled. <laughs> exactly. You know, and one thing that's interesting is that when so many people are out in the world that care about a place, like there's so many people that care about Townsend, then you often get more, you often hear more rumors about a place when people care about a place. Um, and I think, I think, you know, when people, when rumors go around like, oh, Townsend's going to close down, It's actually people saying Townsend's going to close down, and I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, because people, people really, people really do care about Townsend, and and when you, people, a lot of people feel very passionately about it, and a lot of people want to help the school, and I think that's often where a lot of, um, where a lot of rumors come from. So if anyone hears rumors, I always encourage them. You know, go to the source. Um, anything in life, bro. Anything, anything in life. life. And if you cannot go down to the source. At least consider other sources too. Right. But don't, that's still like, um, I have to learn so much. Like, I mean, Townsend is a bubble that taught me one thing is don't believe rumors. Right. You hear one thing from a person and you hear another one from another person about someone else. What I did yeah. is always like, you know, if that person doesn't, you know, um, confirm this or doesn't tell me personally, Yeah. And I'm not gonna believe whatever you say. You might be right, you might be not. Like I don't care. But at this point, I I'm not gonna poison my mind with these thoughts because, I mean, it comes to backbiting and also uh, exactly. just in general, like so, um, comparing sources and just believing um, the truth, basically. Right. Um, and that helped me also in my in my st uh, studies of the writings um, in the Baha'i faith, but also serving in the neighborhood and all of those things. And obviously, uh, there's many multiple facets actually. And the reason I am the way I am is, uh, it's it's just Townsend, the people there, like you, um, my friends, uh, good or bad friends, all of them. And, yeah. Uh, it helped me a lot. Um, I even heard like things from people that, because a lot of people hearing that as a behind inspired school. Um, I think this is the first episode where I'm really putting the faith, the Baha'i faith, very center to to a lot of things, but it's just inevitable. I mean, the Baha'i faith, um, it is a world-acknowledged religion and, and believes in oneness in humanity and equality of men and women. And with that in mind, uh, people see Townsend as maybe even like the spearhead of, of the faith at some points of education, you know, if it's universal education and equality between men and women, then there has to be like a plan. I say, yeah, it is inspired. They strive for it. The conduct code of conduct is based on the virtues, you know, right. and truthfulness is, I, I don't know. I feel like truthfulness is, since it's the foundation of every human virtue is basically in all of the pillar of those pillars. And truthfulness also means to me to be honest about what, what it is. And it is a school in the end, you know, yes. it is not a monastery. It is not, it is not only by high school there. In fact, in my time, There was the percentage of Baha'is were lower than the percentage of friends of the faith, which right. I enjoyed because these people actually taught me a lot about the faith as well, just because of their different mindsets and different culture comings. And I think just to know that just just shows you that that gives so much room to grow as well. Like if it's just you know a school that that accepts it's inspired by the faith by the writings and tries their best, but also are open to a lot of other people to come. You know, right? Like it's an international school. You cannot have just international people from one faith there. Like that's not how it should be. And I think Townsend is very, very um, handling it well compared to other schools that are diverse but cannot handle it. You know what I mean? Right. It's a always a challenge. Yeah, a lot of people might disagree with me now, but I've had people that had problems in Townsend, but text me is like, "Oh, I hope, man, like the school still makes it." You know. 
like they told me like yeah i know i'm i had, didn't have a good time there but it's still a beautiful place like the people that i met there the the, the it showed me what what it really means to live a life like school is not only just grades you know it's also the people you are with you know service and all of these things exactly yeah. Ooh. can can Ooh. do you, are you able to check how much money has been raised is it like a kick, kickstarter campaign can you see like have you have you been to the website townsand30.com i have but i could only see um that it If you scroll down, it says uh, we've raised five and a half thousand euros. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. But that's only the the ones that donated through the website, right? No, that that's the you can only donate through the website. Oh, okay. So there's no like, um, I don't know, like some other investors that might just come to you guys oh, directly i mean we're we're working on that as well the committee is working on you know um contacting investors as well because but the campaign just launched last week so yeah bro we should reach out to like big people yeah, yeah. like we can't say their name on podcasts but you text me no, what are you like, thinking about you know when i say big people right yeah yeah, yeah. like People that are for education, and we know a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should, like, send this episode to them as well. Like, just bother them. Just be like, hey, like, listen to this episode, hey. how passionate we talk about this. Like, this is really important, and it's about education. Not the podcast, but what we talk about is about education. <laughs> the podcast is just random at points, at times, and, and other times yeah. it's just really productive, but... Yeah. You know, it's just a it's just a medium and outlet for for people for things yeah. like this. I mean, even this podcast has evolved a lot, in my opinion. Like from just random talks to deep conversations about arts and creativity, things like that. That's good. I mean, you like you said, you know, you're only ever gonna when you're forced to do something, you end up being more creative. So, like, you know, you just keep doing this podcast. You've actually it's grown and evolved so much, and it's uh, it's so good, so yeah. good, such a great. Bro, I've I realized there's like alumni uh, testimonies. Do you want one more? Yeah, please. Like, how does it work? What do I what do I say? Oh, I'm mean, looking at this school. It's a very beautiful website, by the way. I love it. Thank you. I, uh, I didn't make it. I will let the guy know. Oh, you're walking there. Jesus, that's you. Are you flying the drone? Yeah, yeah I am. Oh man, that's so cool! Ah, oh, it's it's just beautiful, man. Looking at this, you we had family day here. Oh, the 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 playground is also a very unique place. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, uh, <laughs> our first swing, you know. Our the, first swing, of course, yeah. But uh, um, but they have changed the playground too, so it's it's not what it used to be. So. Uh, All those marks yeah. are gone. I've got to. I've got to go to a, another meeting. Okay. Um, actually. Actually, yeah. No, I'm. I'm getting texts from someone asking if I can help them with something. So I. I need to go soon. Oh, okay. Um, of, of course. Uh, no, we, that's already an hour. I, I like it. I didn't want to talk more anyway. Um, Excuse me. No, like. My last episode I recorded uh, with Cheyenne was two and a half hours. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm editing. I edited it down. It's like two hours now, maybe. I don't know. I'll see. But uh, I didn't want to edit it either because it's so so long. And we did talk about cool yeah. stuff. But yeah, amen. Thank you so much. I'm going to plug in the, 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 the URL. Thank uh, you, yeah. And we definitely sh I'll definitely share this episode not only on my Instagram, but also like send it uh, as like messages to people, big people. Uh, people that I know maybe who would like to check it out cool thank you so much Jordan thank you uh, for having me always a pleasure and thank you for you know diving deeper to some of those uncomfortable topics but also in talking about things that we're passionate about so honestly bro I always love having a conversation with you and um, unfortunately it's a short catch up but we'll definitely catch up maybe I'll will. visit at some point the borders will open and I'll come visit definitely hopefully yeah. hopefully cool say hi to All everyone right, Uh, I will do. Give my love to your family and to everyone over there, every teacher, every oh. student. And 
Say all healthy. of my fiancés. And your fiance, exactly. I, I, my I, that's, fiance. I, would, I didn't want to say Sophie, like just specifically, like, family and husband. Right. So, yeah. But Sophie as well, of course. And thank uh, you. Stay healthy and take care, bro. And also to my children. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>